Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. P. Wake you up a little bit here on a Thursday morning. Good morning to you. Jody Cameron, John Ritchie, Robert Plant. Alright, let's get a lot of calls in on all the topics from AJ Brown to Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, Big Dom, uh, Bryce Harper's contract, everything going on here in Philly. And by the way, congrats to the Flyers, who now with the win yesterday are seven points up on a playoff spot. That's, that's, a, awesome. ni- that's a nice Man, spot. I love it. 25 games it's to go. Like. So, like, it, 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 they ain't across the finish line yet. 25 games to go. Joe, they're one win seven away points from up. their win total of last year. Wow. With 25 games wow. to go. That's a, that's a that's great really turnaround cool. season. Really Ma- major shocking. culture change. I yeah. mean, th- what, what Briere and Jonesy and Torts are doing uh, as a group there, I think it's just fantastic, man. They're going old school, yeah. hard-nosed. Philadelphia hockey, and it's working. Yeah, it is. What if I had told you a year ago today when we had just come off the oh. Super Bowl that a year later the Flyers would be less dis- <laughs> less dysfunctional than the Eagles, man? What, what happened? A year ago. What happened? All right, let's go to Mark calling us from Wilmington. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Doing well, Mark. Lots of interesting stuff. First one, Sixers. I don't think Embiid's going to be rushing back because the players are real soft nowadays. And, you know, I don't know how serious the injury is. But even when they have a pinky sprain or something, they're not, like, rushing back in there, load management. They're trying to milk that contract and 
everybody wants to play 15 years. So that's that's what I think on that. No more Kobe's or Allen Iverson. Remember uh, Willis Reed going out there like sure. his whole leg blown out? Yeah. You'll never see that again. No top. Well, seven. look, two two different issues here. There's rushing back, and then there's just getting back. And yeah. the key is that he gets back. I mean, look, the ultimate key is, is that he uh, doesn't damage the future of his career, and he probably won't. But the key for this year is that he gets back, hopefully with a couple weeks to go, so we can ramp up for the postseason. That's the goal. And it's not a stretch, and it's not a push, and this is doable, and I expect it, and this team's going to be good when it's all said. We'll say they got a shot. I mean, without him, they obviously got no shot. Mark, what do you got on the birds? Um, okay, uh, going back to uh, when they hired Sirianni, that first, uh, you know, the, the press thing, when he had the press conference yep. and his answers, I was on talking to Angelo probably three years ago when, they, when it happened the day after, and I said, I don't know this guy, but he sounds like a, a drunk frat boy with a hoodie and a hat on backwards. Um, I mean, there's a, uh, a certain amount of emotion you have to have. I look at Dan Campbell and say, yeah, that guy, but... With Sirianni, I said it three years ago, I felt like there was a a lack of maturity. Um, And I think it's exposing, it's it's starting to play out where you can really see that I don't don't think there's a complete buy-in. He has lost the locker room. Uh, when it comes to uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, why would they bring him back? Like, th- this front office knows the, the temperature of the, the team. I-, I can't imagine that they feel that way. Well, what would be fascinating, Mark, to know, and I don't know the answer, who lost the locker room more, Sirianni or Hurts? I think it starts with Sirianni, and then it, it was the trickle down to Hurts because um, I had said, now, last year he had a terrific year. They designed everything around him. The offensive line looked like Hall of Fame. I mean, they gave him t- – so that, that was great. The year before when he first started, he – I didn't see him processing things. He saw things too late. He'd be thrown to Rager a second too yeah. late when somebody else was open. And I'm like, that could be right. an issue. But if he puts the work in in the offseason, you know, players get better. And he certainly seemed like a mature guy that wanted to get better. So I'm like, okay, he could be like a Philly kind of guy, work hard you know, get better and all that. But this year, what a giant yeah, step big, back. Yeah, big step. The- yeah, big step back. Yeah. Mark, give me a great answer. What's a documentary you'd love to see get made? Uh, this time of year, I always love, you know, a couple movies. One, I would love to see the making of the movie Hoosiers. That's interesting how Hoosiers got made. And that was based on, a loosely based on a true story from what, the 50s in Indiana? James? I believe so, yeah. I just saw it. I just recently saw it again, and it just... It's, it's just a heartwarming. It's a good yeah, one, man. It warms the heart. Now, do, good do you know this, Ruben? Here's the negative side of Hoosiers. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that might disappoint you. And I'm not All wrong. Right. Okay. Jimmy Chitwood. Yeah. He walks in the final oh, sequence of the movie. <laughs> About three seconds left before he rises up for that winning shot at the buzzer. Mm. He shuffles his feet. No, and nobody calls him. No one calls. Ref doesn't call it. Shuffles the feet before he dribbles. I'm Walks. glad they Euro- let him play. European, European layup. That's what the whole documentary <laughs> would be about was the, yeah. you know, the cynical moment. I'm serious. He really did. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Sorry yeah, for my Mike. voice. But, um, listen, I want to touch on um, the tweets and a little bit about the show yesterday. Um, but I guess I'll preface it by saying, listen, I understand, you know, especially Joe, what you're trying to do, you gotta, you got to generate engagement, right? And, you know, James, I talked to you and Elliot on uh, Go Birds a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, I was kind of teasing Elliot about his, his tweets because I know he doesn't get his head ripped off because he's getting engagement. But, Joe, I just don't get it where, why you're perseverating about 
overrating rates like Hertz. He did not have that bad of a year. He had like a decent year, right? And it's like, okay, fine. There was a lot of things going on. It's very frustrating. In terms of the oh, tweets. Look, look at his you know, year. Mike, look, look at Jalen's year and compare the numbers and then eliminate the turnovers. Like, it, well, do away can, with the, eliminate the turnovers. <laughs> do away with the fumbles and the interceptions, and he was productive for the most part. And that's with an offense that was, by the coach's definition, stale. That's with an offense that was broken for most of the season. The numbers that he put up were comparable with the great numbers that he put up the year before when we all thought that he was the cat's meow. It wasn't a disastrous season to the degree that a lot of people make it out to be. I agree. He turned the ball over more. That's what led, in some cases, to us losing games. But that's the the general gist. Like, if he gets that under control, and I am positive he will, it's going to look a lot better in a hurry. Well, it could. But, Mike, here's the part I, I I think you're misassessing about my assessment. I'm not saying it was a disastrous season by Jalen Hurts. I'm saying it was a disastrous end to the season by Jalen Hurts, and not just a game or two, like a month and a half. So I thought he was superlative for three months and really, really bad in the final month and a half. I think, he, look, here, here's where I, why I feel I can confidently say he's, over, he, he's overrated from where we rated him because he's not as good as we thought. I mean, that's, that's being overrated. Your opinion. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it, but – it's just yeah, a but, shame but Mike, most most people believe that. Hold on, but Mike, Mike, it's, wouldn't you say most people? Hold on, Mike, wouldn't you say today most people do not rate Jalen Hurts as high as they did four months ago? Right. Well, if you look, I'll tell you what, Joe. If you're looking at the feedback to your show's tweets, I would say that most people don't agree with your assessment. Well, let me ask you your question. I mean, let me ask you a question. Do you rate Jalen Hurts as high? In the quarterback ranking in the NFL, as you did in November. Yeah, actually, I do because. Well, I, then you're because then you're wrong. Seen, <laughs> but that's no, fine. Well, no, that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> but that's because a dumb opinion. Can, we've seen what he. So can what do you do. got him? What do you got? Two, two or three in football? You, you take him over Burrow? You know what? Maybe I would actually. Well, that's stupid. Know, I mean, listen, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, someone can think that the, this stupid has come up. No, no, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying it's a stupid opinion. It's like saying the six-hole hitter is better than Babe Ruth and the Yankees. Stupid is also very disrespectful. So, you know, that's good because pretty much everything you say is that time, so we're good. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got a shot to win the prize here today, my man. Give me an answer to a documentary. Okay, well, this will resonate with Seinfeld aficionados with the, uh, if anyone remembers the episode where Kramer and uh, and uh, Newman put on the reverse peepholes, I would love to see a documentary of a camera crew following around a camera for a couple of days, doing everything, yeah. all the weird shit that he must oh, do. All- all right, 215-592-9494. All right, let's talk to Mike. He's calling from Horsham. Good morning, Mike. Mike, you Good Mike. morning, morning, crew. How are you, Hello, buddy? Mike. What's up, my man? Um, well, first of all, everything you said about uh, James earlier is absolutely true. Because as a daily listener, last week, every once in a while, there would be a slowness or no energy. And, uh, and it, it hit me in the back of my mind, and then I realized Seltzer wasn't there. So it, it's not only his emotional support for you guys. Yeah. He is the straw that stirs the drink. There's no doubt, Mike. So uh, I think he's more the glue. Aware. But you want to go Reggie Jackson and the, star, the, star, uh, stir the straw and the drink? That'll work. 
I call him the glue. I call him Elmers. There you go. Yeah. Um, this Nick Sirianni thing, uh, I think it's a bad story for us as a fan base because it is now talked out loud about a huge characteristic flaw in our head coach. Yeah. Now, now the babysitter needs a babysitter? It's just ridiculous, man. The, the, the team right. is already emotionally decimated all the way through, and we're learning more and more, and then we put this out there. I, 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 I really don't like it, and I don't buy it entirely. Like this yeah, idea yeah, I don't that buy Big it. Look, Big Dom, we know he got suspended. Uh, we know that it's not just Big Dom who controls Nick Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. Nick Sirianni also controls his emotions on the sideline. He just needed to do a better job, and and he will moving forward. Yeah. Uh, the the arguments players. with players and coaches, I've seen that happen on every team I've been on that, that starts losing. But every John, team he may... I've been on that has issues, that, that gets in trouble, that has a, you know, a trough in the season, that's when you start getting on each other's nerves and you get it, get in each other's faces a little bit. Yeah, but that's I just normal. I hope he didn't lose guys in the process. I agree, and he he might have. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But again, they has. know better than we you do the, the dynamic that exists. And again, I All think right. it's about the, him growing, I, 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 whether or not he can grow from this. And and this is a, I mean, growth True moment. Movie. Well, clearly they think he can because they chose yeah. to bring him back. Of course. Yeah. Mike, give me a great answer. A documentary you'd like to see made. All right. Um, I even have uh, – I wish I could produce it because I have a great name. It's called The Last Prom Dance, The Forging <laughs> of the Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Oh, I like that answer. <laughs> I, so, Ru- that's a good answer. Ruben, let me ask you this question. As someone who, who ran an organization, I mean, you, you reported to, you know, a few people up top, the owners, but, but you know, you ran baseball operations for the Phillies for a while. So, obviously, the main thing is who can hit, who can catch, who can throw, who can pitch, you know, the performance of the players as players. But then there's all this personality stuff that goes into the makeup of a team and an organization. So, what is it like when you have a person might be really talented, but you feel something about him characteristic of his personality is causing a problem. And you as a general manager need to sit down with that player and say, Hey, my man, love you. But we got to talk about this and this might be kind of uncomfortable, but we got to talk about it. What is that like for a GM? It's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's also something that's your job as a leader is to try to uh, try to handle those things. Now, typically, if it's a player involved, you'd let the manager. I always felt like the manager's job was to handle the guys on the field. My job was to handle the people in the front office um, and the staff and that sort of thing um, in some ways. But, you know, these are things that had to be addressed, and people don't like confrontation. People don't like to have to address this kind of stuff. It's, it's touchy. It's difficult. But it's also something that I think is necessary. And, you know, you also, one thing that David Montgomery used to say all the time and makes a lot of sense, if the guy doesn't know or the woman doesn't know that they are faltering in an area and then you let them go without giving them an opportunity to grow, then that's sort of on you. That's not really fair to that employee. And so so I always felt like if I was going to make a move with somebody, I wanted to make sure that they understood, hey, we need a little bit of this out of you or, um, 
there's different ways to go about it. We we, we need a little bit type of uh, you know different type of production yeah. from you, and then give them the opportunity to then then move on. Now, in some cases, not in every case can you do this, and sometimes you just have to make change. But you know, I talk about this all the time. Some leaders match up better with certain player groups and vice versa. And so that's why you see even great managers get let go because they're just not they're not they don't match up well with the personality of the of the club and then vice versa. Sometimes the player whoever that guy is, maybe a great player doesn't match up with the philosophy of the organization. And so it's a it's a dynamic that's real and it's something that um especially in this day and age where you're trying to work to get chemistry and it's yeah. the hardest thing to to bring 26 guys or 55 guys or whatever the number is uh, to pull on the same side of the rope. It's it's a real thing, and you'll notice, and people say it all the time. Um, it's one of the reasons why Whit Merrifield decided to sign with the Phillies because he knows that every one of those guys are pulling on the same side of the mm-hmm. rope, mm-hmm. and and uh, and they're there to win, and that's what he wants to do. When you asked somebody to change, essentially, to amend something about them, to fit the culture better, whether it's a player, and I hear you, you didn't do that as much as the manager, I totally get it, uh, or an employee, would you say more or less than 50% of the time they were able to make that change? Less than 50%. Because people are who they are. Um, but also you, you owe them the opportunity to do that yeah. before you make changes. And that's it, it, a hard thing to do, man. It's a hard thing to do, and um, sometimes they're just not wired that way. Um, John, let me ask you this question. What do you th- so the two different things going on here personality-wise? I mean, there's more than two, but the two big ones with the Eagles are Sirianni for you know maybe being too emotional at times, and and Jalen Hurts, ironically, for being not emotional, yeah. emotional enough yeah. at times. Right. So, John, what do you what do you think, John? Whether it was Sirianni to Hurts or Howie to Hurts or Lori to Hurts, like what would they say? Because there's all this talk they want him to be different, and yeah. I would assume that means that they they literally approach him and say, yes. we want you to be different. Like, how do you convey that message? Well, I, I think it's very matter of fact. I think most of your conversations with Jalen, just because of his nature as a matter of fact type of guy, the conversations themselves are probably very straightforward. Jalen, the plan is, Hey, we need more production from a, uh, a leadership perspective from you remember this boy is that guy, would that would irritate the hell out of me if, i don't want to hear about production if i'm hurt so like, well, that, remember, that doesn't work to me if i'm hurt who speaks you haven't convinced football. me he speaks yeah. like the the language that every coach speaks like you can talk to him in, in a very matter of fact way jalen it wasn't good enough you need to be a better leader and we certainly believe in you and that you can be yeah so let's let's dig a little deeper it's going to be out of your comfort zone we need you to be more vocal we need you to be more demonstrative about the way you feel this team should be run with the way yeah. the guys should be conducted that's pretty good that part's pretty good like, I, I would appeal think- to his his want to be great We've heard so much. I mean, we had the SI writer. I was like, him and Tom Brady, the only two people who identify themselves by football. Like, this guy just wants to be great. Like, I would appeal to that. I'd be like, Jalen, you want to be great. You want to be the best to ever do this. This is what you have to do to become great. That's I mean, I what think, I would appeal to. I think to. that's a great point. I, did, uh, I think it's a terrific point, James. I and mean, the, the other thing is this. The expectation that now is created by him signing the contract and being the player and the athlete that he is, 
and having this sort of success over, you know, a year and a half span, I think that changes, you know, that changes a lot of things. You There's an expectation now, even though Jalen Hurts, I believe, makeup-wise, as far as just makeup as a person, as a leader, I think he's great. I think he's going to be great. But he also has to go through some growth because now the expectation is way higher than it was, you know, two years ago or a year and a half ago. It's it's now you got to be the guy. Yeah. And now he's being pulled on all different directions. Now there's all types of stuff going on. You have to be the not just, you know, the the leader of the team, but you're also now the face of the franchise and you're this and you're that and and there's a growth period that has to go, you know, that he has to go through to to overcome that. I think and I have great confidence that this guy will do that because I just love the way he goes about things and I think James you, you make a great point about his great I think he wants to be great and I'll think he'll figure out how to be that guy but I think it's also a process I'm getting pumped up here I like this I like this some positivity all right by the way what Kyle Lowry said upon joining the Sixers we'll get to that in a moment let's get to Tom and Abington as Lowry's about to play his first game in his hometown tonight as a Sixer good morning Tom yo gang how are we doing this morning Doing well, Tom. Yeah, the, the Philadelphia second rounders are a little bit late on the on the Lowry train, <laughs> Joe. I mean, geez. Buddy healed fine, but that's uh, what a mess. Yeah. But what a bigger mess, the Eagles. How about it, huh? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just waiting to hear from Peter from Maple Shade. Do you remember this guy who called in? I don't. The cop. Remember the cop who called in? No, 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 no. Not the, cop. the cop. Is this the tennis from, guy? Oh, that's Peter in Lehigh Valley. My bad. That, yeah. Peter from Mapleshade called in and said that he was up in a tennis court or something in Jersey and Nick Sirianni was there and yeah. he had oh, a yeah. screening match with him. Look, oh. man, I, I think Sirianni is wow. He's an emotional a, dude. An emotional guy. Yeah. I was going to say volatile, but yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But that emotional is, guy. The, I forgot about that, get, too. And that's yeah. a great point, and it's so incredibly inappropriate that our head coach would allow himself <laughs> to, to do that. Yeah. Depends, well, we all, depends what led up to it. Like, across the board, everybody poo-pooed this guy, myself included. Like, you know, what a, yeah. what a clown, what a joker. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And now we have this. Like, I'm waiting for this guy to call back in and be like, see, I told you. Right, right. I mean, I at the time, I don't think I fully believed him. and uh, Nobody did. And that's a shame. Now I believe him a lot more. Interesting. I mean, I, I might have a real yeah. problem. Well, for, for what it's, Tom, for what it's worth, you know, Sirianni's comments near the end of the season indicate to me that he is now more aware of, that his volatility caused problems than he previously was. He was probably spoken to, again, I'll use the word probably, by the Mm -hmm. owner and the GM, or one of them. And you got to hope that next year he, to use a driving term, can be a little bit more on cruise control and not go from 97 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour. Well, yeah, apparently he needs big Dom around. Well, so, you know, I'm not as bothered by that, Tom, as some people. Like, I don't love it. Let me be clear. I don't love it. But I also – like, the, the one caller earlier this hour had a great line. You know, now we need a babysitter for the babysitter. <laughs> All right. Yep. It's a good line. But I will say, you know, everybody needs certain support in life. Everybody does. And 
I guess that's an element of his personality that right. needs but some the support. Problem, the problem here is they've neutered this guy and made well, him a cheerleader. Like he's like he's the CEO coach, so you know, culture's supposed to be the number one thing that he's building there, and he can't do that. And what is he yeah. doing? All right, give me an answer, Tom. What's something you'd like to see a documentary done on? I got to see a documentary on young Joe DeCamera so I could see where it all went wrong. <laughs> well, hmm. feels like we might need to make a Joe DeCamera doc. Good yeah. God. Yeah. Good God. Seems I got, like I got the demand com- is I got, there. I got a quick comment about um, this growth thing. and I, I was a very emotional GM. I, I like to see the pants. I wanted to be aggressive. I was sort of, you know, the personality, the Philadelphia personality. Can I say one thing before you continue? Yeah. Because it's right in the wheelhouse for you. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got to yeah, tell yeah, a story go. I've never told you. Yeah. So as you know, Dutch and I were pretty close. We did a show together for a couple of years. Yeah. He told me a story. I don't know the year, but it certainly was not 2011. It was either 12 or 13. He got sick in 13. That was the last year we did the show together when he got sick, probably around May of that year. So it was either 12 or 13 when things weren't going as well. He told me that he had the prior night we was at the stadium. He walked into the booth or suite, wherever you were, whatever spot was your spot. It was during the game. Just to say hi to you, he's in the Dutch, just bopping around the ballpark, good mood thing. And he said he saw you, and you were so angry about what was going on in the game. And he said his interaction with you lasted about five or ten seconds because he could tell you did not want to be – and you loved him, obviously. But it was not the time. And you were really, really, really wired. And he told me the next day, he was laughing about it, of course, you know, but his thing was like, man, Ruben is really, he's going through it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I, no, I so, say that so, to yeah, give the and audience backstory for what yeah, you're describing. And I used to get emotion in the box. And I had to, just being around and having Pat Gillick around, who was a much, he was a calming, sort of a calming influence. And guys like Benny Looper, calming influence, they helped me. They really did. I mean, I still remained pretty emotional guy, and I had to, I had to, you had to check it at times. Um, but that's something. Again, it's an area of growth for Sirianni. He's the face of their organization, or you know, he's the leader of the of the organization as far as being on the field is concerned. And he's going through those growth moments, and maybe he needs somebody to help him through that and mentor him through that because I've I've lived it myself. And that doesn't bug you. Um. I- Listen, I'd rather have the guy be more emotional and and then back off than the other way around, than yeah. like than be like than than be a flatliner, and then have to pick it up a notch. Yeah, I just feel like there is an element of um, you know the leadership being calm and steady, and that was what Charlie Manuel did so 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 well. Sure. I mean, the sky could be falling and and uh, you know on the field and Charlie just chewing his gum. You know, like it's nothing. <laughs> right. But isn't that and, what, and, that's like what, what all great, we, we attribute that to yeah. great leaders across the board. Right. I, I just feel like every great coach I've played for, I, well, I, Well, Tortorella doesn't seem about. that way, and he's doing a great job right now. I mean, they got a team that's supposed to be a bum team, hmm. and it looks like they're probably going to make the playoffs. But Tortorella and, has and worn it, himself out in other spots correct. by being be, that way. Because, because at some point, the players, it starts, it's. You know, start to be white noise, right? Um, but I, but I do believe that Sirianni, uh, I, I think they, that the, that their group believes that Sirianni can grow through this, and uh, and and rebuild whatever relationships he may have, uh, you know, m- compromised. All right, so l- let's get to the, the Kyle Lowry thing. I think it's a really cool Philadelphia story. I mean, look, unfortunately, he is old. He's probably not going to contribute that much. He he's an upgrade, um, but you know, my expectations aren't enormous. He's 
what is he, 38? Uh, 37, I think. He's somewhere in that okay. range. He's, he might be 38. He's but, old. But when you get a guy from Philly, you know. Who... Sad that I just said it 38 years old. <laughs> 38 years old. <laughs> no, I'm feeling really but old. When you get a dude from Philly who obviously played college ball here at Villanova, and, 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 and it's funny, ironically, speaking of people that were volatile, he was pretty volatile back in the day as far as like his temperament on the court. He could be. He could be very tempestuous. I mean, I, very. Um, but he has become a rock-solid pro. I mean, to the point where he's like a borderline Hall of Fame guy. Now, that's in part because the NBA has a, a low standard for the Hall of Fame. But, like, you, you got to consider him a borderline Hall of Fame guy. He's going to play tonight his first game ever for the Sixers. Hometown team. It's really cool. It really is. Let's listen to Kyle Lowry talking yesterday about this Philly thing and, and playing for the 76ers. Growing up as a kid in this town, how much was it a dream of yours to play for the Sixers? It wasn't a dream. Like, you know, you ever want to... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We play at home because there's so much going on. You know, it's a, it's a hard place to play when you go back home. and you know you. But at the end of the day, it's a dream come true because I'm actually being able to play in front of my, my friends and family and, and the people that, you know, I cheered growing up with as a Sixers fan growing up. And it's kind of one of the things where now I'm prepared to do it. You know, when you're younger, you're not really prepared to do it. And I think at this point in my time in my career, I'm prepared to do it. All right, so I love today when Lowry's about to play his first game. We got like one and a half people here who did this. Ruben definitely did it. I mean, Ruben from Philly, Penn Charter, the whole thing. He did it with the Phils. And John being a little west of Philadelphia, certainly. It's not Philly, but John identified with the Eagles growing up. So, John, let's start with you. Like, what is going through, Kyle? Like, you went through this. What was that like? You signed with your home state team. What's that like? It is the ultimate dream. It is exactly what you were pretending you could someday do when you were a little boy playing (laughs) in the backyard. You know, playing – 
me, throw the, the ball up in the air. Uh, I am a pro football player someday playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, just like Wilbert Montgomery. Right. You know, this was, again, the ultimate dream. My family, my friends, for the first time in my life, we're, we're cl- sorry, for the first time since high school. In your professional life. In my yeah. professional yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, you know, when I was in college, if they wanted to see me play, it's a flight. Yeah. And now it's, holy cow, I get to see everyone I ever cared about, and we all get to commune and love this team together. It was the ultimate dream. Now, Reuben, for you, your, your experience is even more ingrained. I mean, obviously, with your father's presence, with the organization, with you being a bad boy in 1980, when you got to play for your hometown Philadelphia Phillies for the first time, what was that like? You know, it was interesting because when I first got heard about the trade, I was in Venezuela, I was traded to the Phillies, and the first thing was like, oh, my God, I'm going back to the Phillies. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm going back to the Phillies. Because, <laughs> And that's how, sort of how I handled it. When I mean, spring training was great, but when the season started, I made the team. I put so much heat on myself. I had not been in the major leagues very long. I had only been in the big leagues for like a, like a one-month period with the Angels prior to coming to Philadelphia. And... I put so much pressure on myself. I I almost wish that I had come back to the Phillies two or three years down the road. And when I did come back after co- you know playing for the Cleveland Indians and some, and some other clubs, when I came back, I actually felt a lot more comfortable in my own skin because the pressure of having to perform was not nearly as great. And 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 that was something that I sort of put on myself. But um, but I mean for me to I mean I, there's no question. I mean I, I've been. It's been golden for me. I mean, for me to be able to come back and work in the front office and, you know, be a part of the, you know, Philadelphia sports community after you know, growing up here and watch, you know, having my dad go through it um, on a bunch of different levels. This is just fantastic. And and uh, and I'm really grateful. And I every single day I thought, thought about it when I was a GM or assistant GM, like how grateful am I to be able to do this in my hometown yeah. Uh, with the passion and 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 the, the way the city rallies around uh, sports and stuff, it's, I'm psyched for Kyle Lowry. Awesome. I think it's cool. I think this, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And he made the point. I said he, 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 it's emotional for him now. I think maybe even more so now, late in his career, oh, because yeah. now he's got one. He's got a chance to win because it's a, it's a, it's can be with him beat on the court. It's a really good team, and two, he gets to be home. You know, later on in life where. Hey, this is sort of a full circle yeah. moment for him. Yeah, you know, I think of a story. Rip Hamilton got inducted in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame last year. So obviously, most people in the Philly Sports Hall are people that played here. But then there's the people that grew up here category, which Rip Hamilton obviously was deserving to be in the Philly Sports Hall. And he told a story in his induction speech. This was in 2023. In his speech, he told a story about when he was a kid. There was a moment where he actually got to get out there on the court. He was, I believe, about 12 or 14 years old. And him and a couple of buddies, I think it was after a game, Spectrum, ball in his hands. His friend had taken a shot. He is just about to take a shot. Like, they just have this unique opportunity for some reason to shoot a shot. He is just about to take the shot at the Spectrum. That's probably back in the, what, 80s or 90s, whatever it would be. And security guy's like, hey, yeah, you, you can't do that. And, like, ball out of his hand and, like, okay, you got to go back to being in the stands. Like, I don't, enough, right? And he said that when he finally got to take a shot, and, of course, he first took a shot, I guess, as a member of the, what, the Wizards, I think, and then the Pistons, and then, you know, like, 
on a Philadelphia court, in this case, I assume that Wells Fargo, he said it was so meaningful to him because this was his hometown, and this was the spot where literally he had a chance to take a shot and it was taken away from him a number of years ago. It was, it was really cool the way he conveyed it. Um, Howard Askin in about 10 minutes on all these topics, plus Ruben on the Bryce Harper thing. What's going to go down there with the Phils and Bryce? We'll get to that shortly. Ken and Cinnaminson right now. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Well, that guy uh, that earlier Carl got a little personal, Joe. I, uh... oh, that's okay. It, it didn't make it didn't make the air. Believe me. He dislikes you so much. He gets up in the morning to listen to you and call you. So it's, it's, and wants to see a documentary about you. It's it's okay. It's it's not the documentary. The guy a caller or two ago it was someone earlier this hour. It's not a big deal. Um, so I I think I related to you guys back in in uh, November that uh, I had met a family in the a couple in the pool in, the, in Aruba who lived in the same town as the Sirianni family and knew the Sirianni brothers basically their whole lives growing up. And the one thing that they said was that was an extremely loud family. Um, so they, they've always been like that. So I think some of this stuff gets a little blown out of proportion. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's hot headed, you know, and, and I know what I was like when I was his age and um, I probably would have made him blush with my hot headedness. So, I think, you know, there was a great article about Scott Lawton yesterday in the Inquirer, and the the phrase that was used that you've heard before is uh, about a lot of athletes is he's he's the glue guy, right? And I, I think what has occurred to me over this whole process with the Eagles and especially the tailspin at the end of the season was it, it doesn't seem like there was a glue guy in that locker room. It's, and when you think about the reason that we fell in love with the Phillies uh, – kind of late in 2022 was it started to become obvious to us that those guys really liked each other. And, and we still feel like they really like each other. And it just didn't feel like that by the end of the season with the Eagles last year. And I don't know why none of us know why none of us are in that room. The, the, the person who's most able to relate to the dynamics of that room is, is John Ritchie. And one thing that I know he said, and I know I've heard Hugh say on the midday show is 99% of the stuff that happens in a locker room never sees the light of day outside that room. So, but the one thing I will say is the head coach can't be the glue guy in the locker room. The, the, the glue guy has to be a player or, or a couple of players. And I don't know who that is. Um, some well, of- AJ was trying to be the glue guy for sure. Taking the, the team out. I, I love the, the strides that he's making with, with that attempt. I, man, there, there are some guys like Devante. Who's the quiet glue guy lead by example guy. Your point earlier, who is that lead the, the group guy for this team? Yeah, here's Ken. Here's the thing Without I'll say on Fletcher. No, I, I yeah, don't know. but but Ken, here's the thing I'll say on that because I've seen this enough to know you can have exceptional leaders, and still have a problem spiral way the hell out of control. Well, I sure. mean, you can like in 05, like to me, Doc and Trot. I mean, you know, and and Trey and and like Run, like you had some, you know, and B West, like you had some strong characters, with with great character who were great locker room figures. And you know what? Donovan and T.O., it happens. Well, we, yeah. it just happened it now. Happened. We have Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey and yeah. Lane Johnson, all these guys we right. know have won before, can be those type of leaders, right. and it happened under their watch, too, without you know, a doubt. And there's a phenomenon that occurs. Right. Like, your performance pre- prevents you from being a leader if it's bad enough. Like, there are some guys, like, I don't know, James Bradbury, 
last season who probably found right. it harder to be a leader. That's true. On that team, he he had every right to be. He's been around this league for a long time. He knows the game. Uh, so he's, he's you professional. Know, very, very sharp. Yeah. yeah, pro's pro. But when you've lost a step as dramatically as he has, the, the other guys, they just don't respect you quite the same way. It's just the truth. They, they, they see right through it all to the, the pith of what do you provide to yeah. this team? How the, good, the, how much do you help us win? If you're helping us lose, I've lost respect for you. You're, it's hard for you to lead me now. And then there's the, the other dynamic where there's some great, great players who don't want to be leaders. That's right. Yeah. They don't want that. They want to just about hey, that I, with I, Kevin Durant. I want to do my days. job. I want right, to play Durant. well. Yeah. I want to be a great player. I want to be a great support system. But I don't want to lead. That's not my thing. Yeah, Ken, and, you know, Ken, Ken, fascinating call from you as always. Give me a great answer. What's a document? There's so many good documentaries these days, Ken. What's one that hasn't been made you'd love to see be made? Well, this is one of the greatest achievements in human history, and it almost never gets talked about in that sense. But, well, I wish Lewis and Clark could have taken a camera crew with them for that <laughs> oh, time. Wow. Imagine that. Yeah. Lewis and Clark with a camera crew. That's good stuff right there. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.